Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast for Amazon sellers. It's Kirsty and Isaac here. And in this ninth part of our continuing series, we're going to talk about the benefits of building relationships within the Amazon seller world and how to network so you don't feel like you're an isolated loner with nowhere to turn when things are hard. Most sellers spend a majority of their time without having someone to consult to or consult with or turn to in an in-person setting. So it's crucial that you think outside of the box to find ways to network for situations that come up. Today, we're going to talk about how you can grow your business and your CEO abilities by networking and building relationships in the Amazon seller world. Yeah, right. And there's nothing more frustrating than trying to solve a problem and not being able to crack it. And this is what we call, again, when we um, spoke in, I think it's episode 68, and we were talking about mental gymnastics, yeah. you know, just by talking to someone that's had a similar problem to you and solved it, that can help you out a lot. And it can cut out a lot of time and a lot of energy for you just trying to crack it in your own head, right? Yep. So it's really important that you put yourself out there and find others who have been in the business for a while and had success. Because what you don't want to do is hang out with a bunch of, I was going to, I don't want to say a bunch of losers, but <laughs> that's really bad. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, I've, I've met a lot of people, regardless of what walk of life that they're in, that will give you a lot of advice, but you need to kind of dig through that advice to make sure that they've actually done something and it's worked right yeah. because there's there's nice there's a lot of people out there that love to give advice yeah regardless of if, if they've ever done anything or there's not, a lot right? of people out there that like to spread rumors that aren't based on anything really right so i mean there's lots of you know there's lots of facebook groups out there that one person hears something and then they just start spreading it to every other facebook group that they're in and now all of a sudden everybody believes that that is the case when there's no evidence to support any of it so yeah there is some definitely some bad advice out there and that's another point that we're going to talk about today yeah, so you just need you need your BSometer kind of switched on a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, you once you find that kind of network that have had the success and they've usually found an answer to your problem already, right? Especially people that have, you know, built a real business, they're talking about the ups and downs of that business and how they've kind of solved problems. That's kind of a good BSometer or not, right? Because I yeah. think if people are just telling you that it's all it's all amazing and how awesome everything is and how big their sale daily sales are. I'm not saying they're not successful people, but if they're not prepared to tell you the full-on ups and downs of the business, then chances are they might not even know what what that is, right? And so that's kind of a good a good BSometer reader, if you like. So here's the key areas that we're going to talk about today. The power of working with multiple great minds together, um, people that have solved problems in the past, crowdsourcing those business problems. So, you know, putting putting something out there and, and others helping you out to solve them. The difference between the hypothetical help, so those people that really haven't done it but think they know the answer, and specific solutions. So it's a bit like when you go for an interview, you know, and you're interviewing someone and you say, well, give me a time when you did blah, blah, blah. And then they go, they give you like this ethereal kind of hypothetical example you know that they actually haven't done it. They've probably maybe hung out with someone that did it. And so that's the kind of you know thing that you need to get good at is to find out the people that have actually done it. And also, this is an interesting one because you know, through this process, we might find people that want to be in business with you, or you've got a, you started a business with someone. We find a lot of people that have you know done that because they feel like right in the beginning they they kind of want a helping hand along the way. Yeah. And so 
you've also got to know when you're in a, a good relationship with someone and when you're in a toxic business relationship. And, you know, that's kind of the downside of networking, if you like, and kind of like putting your hope on someone else, isn't it? Yeah. And then the thing is that hopefully by the end of today, we're going to help you identify when you are in one of those toxic relationships so you can stop it because you're going to find that when you do that, you will thrive much easier without that person and in, in that, you know, maybe people in your, you know, close network because they're, they're the ones that are going to be pulling you without pushing anything back to you. So first thing I want you guys to do is think back to your school days and ask yourself this question. When you had to take a test, were you allowed to look at anyone else's paper or ask them to help you with getting the right answer? I guarantee no, right? No teacher is going to let you sit there and do like a group test where everybody gets together and then they write the answers out. That's not what school is designed to do. School is designed to see how clever you are in answering tests on your own, which is kind of a fundamental flaw of schools, I, I suppose. But basically in school, if you did this and you actually worked together to get the answers, they called you a cheater. You know, I never actually cheated myself because I knew that there were repercussions for that. But in real life, you're actually just a smart person for doing this. Like if you go out and ask people for the answers to the test, that's what you should do. Like, why wouldn't you? There's real world implications if you don't get the answer right. So why not get help? You know, we all know that everybody retains information differently and everyone has different life experiences. So it's a really good idea to tap into that. If you're struggling with a certain problem with your business and you can't figure it out yourself, why would you just sit there and torture yourself and be like, well, I have to figure it out myself. Teachers told me that I have to figure it out myself. I can't ask for people, other people for the answer. No, that is absolutely the bad, you know, the worst thing that you can do in life is not ask for the help in getting the answer. Matter of fact, a teacher would actually help you if it wasn't on the test, right? If you asked that question 10 minutes before the test started and it happened to be on the test, they would actually probably tell you the answer as long as you asked it before you actually got the test. So, you know, if your ability to ask for help is limited because you have that mindset of I'm cheating, well, stop thinking that way because in, in reality, in real life, that's not cheating. That's actually just getting to the point where you're actually going to make right good decisions with the help of other people. And just because two people are in the same position, it doesn't mean they have the same results. So leverage each other and other people, right? So it doesn't have to be just you and one other person. You could even leverage two or three or more people. We have people, you know, that, that are, you know, even doing more than us in sales, talking to us about how can we help them. And there's good reasons for that because we know exactly where they're missing out on things that processes or, you know, certain positions in their business that they're not focusing on. It takes us like 10 minutes to figure that out. And say, look, you know, go ahead and fix these things and you can actually increase your business even more. You can scale it even further. And they just aren't thinking about it because they're trying to, you know, solve all those problems themselves. When you're kind of stuck in that daily grind of what you're doing in your business, it's really hard to think, you know, what am I missing? Because you're just thinking that I'm doing everything I can, but it's very easy. And we mentioned this in, you know, the last part of this series, it's really easy for, for you to give advice to somebody else when you can see what they're not doing. Just like we can do that, you know, after, after having worked with thousands and thousands of people, we can identify those things very quickly and help, you know, people obviously do that. Just get out of your own way and ask for help. And then imagine this, imagine if you had a hundred people working on a school test together where they could all provide their knowledge to get the answers. You'd probably be very likely to get all the answers right, right? So why wouldn't you do this in your business? Leverage a hundred people, find a thousand people if you, if you think that's how many people you need. I mean, probably a hundred is plenty, but in reality, you need more than two probably. 
And you probably need at least, you know, five or six to really get a handful of good people where, you know, they, they might have the same kind of experiences or in the same kind of position as you and leverage that. But then also try to find at least one person who's a little further along. Yeah. And I think, you know, we probably all get this right. We probably all go, yeah, you know, because people tell us all the time, you know, hang out with the with the right people. But what does the right people actually mean? And I think I've done it before where I've gone into groups, but, and they're great people and they've had success, but they're not on the same track or the same path as me. And what I mean by that is, you know, I don't like to grind, right? Let's just, well, it depends what I'm doing, but now I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to edit that out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You know what I mean, but what I'm saying like is, to 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 beat yourself into a pulp trying to make a, a couple extra dollars by working 24 hours a day, essentially. Exactly right, and you know I've done it before as well, and I've got nothing against someone like Gary V. Right, he's, I'm sure he's a great bloke, but the message that he puts out there is, you know, do as much as possible, even if you know you have to you know, sell your grandma on Christmas day, maybe not sell your grandma, but you know, you have to, you have to literally, you know, work 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You got a grind man. Right. And I get that point of view and I'm not saying it doesn't work. It just doesn't work for me. And I've been in those, you know, situations where I felt because these are successful people and loads of people are following these people that maybe that's what I should do. And you can end up with real conflict of your values. And it's not that, maybe I am lazy. I don't know, but I like efficiency. And so now, you know, over time and been doing this for for quite some time. And and even when just, when I first started the business, you know, reading the four hour work week, that's what my goal was, was the efficiency part of it so that I could actually enjoy life. And so the more I find that I've gravitated to people that, that have provide solutions around that, the more happier I feel in that process. And so it, you have to be kind of discerning about well you have to know what you want number one and then find the right group or the right the right successful people that have the same values about what you want to achieve if you're a Gary Vee person and you want to grind you know all day that's totally fine as well then then that's what you would do but I think it's important to make that distinction because you could end up on a track what you really just don't want to be on and you're like why am I here you know yeah. Yeah, so I mean, success about it if you think about it um the, the, the hustle and grind mentality is usually based around making money, right? It's the goal of making money. And yeah, you can make a lot more money if you work 18, 20 hours a day than if you work five hours a day, usually, depending on what you're doing. But the thought process here is that your overall life experience is probably going to be a lot shittier in that, in that scenario because you're not going to spend time with anybody other than whoever's helping you make money. And that's a pretty toxic environment to be around is if all you're thinking about is how can I make money? You need to help me make money. I need to help you make money or, you know, otherwise like there's no purpose together. Like, no, like life isn't just about making money. And hopefully most of the listeners on this podcast are going to understand that there is a better way to live than just keep grinding for money. Cause most of us, probably all of us at some point have had a job where there was a boss or a corporate environment that essentially made you feel like if you didn't make them more money, you were expendable. And how does that make you feel? doesn't feel very good. It's like, well, I don't, <laughs> want, I don't want to be part of that. Why the hell would you want to do that for yourself then? Makes no sense, right? Exactly. So, you know, finding the right network is, is important. 
not just for have they made money, like you said, and of course, money allows us to do other things. And we talked a lot about this um, before, but it's it's not the, literally just having the money itself, right? It's what the money can do for us. And so how, really knowing that and knowing what you really want, that I think that's a, a key decision point that you need to make before you then you know, go out and just join a, loads of free Facebook groups because that's when you can get overwhelmed again. Yeah. And so if you really understand that piece and then you can be more objective about what you need to find and you're kind of the one that's going out to find that thing rather than being passive about all the bombarded with all the free stuff or all the groups that you could join, right? So just, just be clear on that first and it's really going to help you to sort the right groups. And then of course you wanna get a group that's got some successful people in it because you know you want them to help you solve the problems like we were talking about before. And like we kind of touched on, don't just join a free group and just take advice from anybody that comes along. A lot of the times in free groups, unfortunately, it is bad advice and we see it a lot, don't we? And it, there's a lot of negativity, a lot of bad things because if people haven't really found a, a solution to a problem, then what people tend to do a lot of is blame something else, yeah. whether that's other, another person, other sellers, you know, Chinese sellers, Amazon. You know, when you get a lot of that negativity, you know you're probably in a bad group or you're, you're probably in a group where you're not going to get great advice. Yeah. So, I mean, we both know that Facebook is full of trolls and they're waiting just for somebody to ask an honest question so that way they can be a jerk about it and be like, here's what you should do. Like give you the worst possible advice. Like that actually happens way more than you'd think. And that's why we have a big social media dilemma in the world right now with Facebook having to decipher, you know, what's right and what's wrong and what's true and what's not. And it's like, the fact of the matter is, is everybody thinks that everything is simultaneously true and fake. And it's like that, those things don't, don't make any sense anymore. No, exactly. Exactly. So Number one, then make sure that you know what you want from your business. Number two, if you want to kind of hang out in a, in a, in a free group, find a group that holds your values. And then, you know, usually a group will also ask you some questions. And then before you actually enter the group, if they ask you the right type of questions, you know, what kind of things do, do you want from your business? You'll know that basically that they're not going to have loads of spammy people in there as well that are going to, you know, just try and flog you things or sell you things. And just see how long the, the group's been going and make sure that there's kind of good people in there that are gonna that are gonna help you out. And you know, ideally what you want is to be able to find a group that you can have a longer term relationship with and that you know people are actively doing things in their business that's actually gonna help you joining masterminds and things like that as well as you as you yeah. kind of go through the business. So as Isaac was talking about in terms of that kind of situation about you know helping other helping each other getting multiple perspectives is is a great benefit for your business so a lot of people when they're looking for mentorship or coaching programs they really want that one-to-one -one. and that's generally because they're starved from just having a conversation right <laughs> literally i just want a conversation about what's going on in my business because my business is special and it is special it's special to you because you've you know, want to grow this business. And I think it's great to have, uh, you know, that get, it's almost like getting that off your chest, right? And being able to have someone to go, yep, I hear you. And here's a roadmap. Here's what I think you should do. But an even better benefit than that going forward is to have multiple perspectives from people and be in a group where other people are going through problems and problems that you might not be going through right now, 
but you can see how someone's mentored on those problems and you can see how you can actually apply that to your business in the future. Now, when I say multiple perspectives, I'm not talking about hundreds and thousands here. I'm talking about maybe what, 20, 10, 20 people because you don't want hundreds of scenarios because that's when you start to get overwhelmed and that's when you start to procrastinate. Should I be doing this? But what I'm talking about is small groups where everybody's going on a similar journey to you where you're able to go easily, ah, that's what I can apply to my business later on down the track. So don't just think that all you need is a one-to-one. Yeah, it's great to get that off your chest. It's great to have a specific plan, but also being in a small group environment when everyone's going through a similar journey and solving similar problems, that's actually a really great environment to be in because you can help each other out, but you can also see how you can apply it to your business as well. Yeah, and I think the one thing about getting multiple perspectives is it shouldn't mean multiple opinions that are opposing, right? Mm -hmm. It should be like the perspectives are, here's how I've applied the exact same thing and here's how it worked for me. And it's really like they're all doing kind of the same thing or very, very similar and have very similar, you know, thoughts. Whereas if all of a sudden somebody comes in and says, that doesn't work, well, then it's gonna be like, well, where are you coming from? Because we've got like seven or eight people over here saying it absolutely does. And here's their perspective and, and results from it. So it's kind of like that. Like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, when you go out and, and fact check something on the internet, like, oh, that doesn't seem true. And then you go out and look at three, four, five, six credible sources and you go, it's not true. Like it's just somebody posting a, a meme on the internet to get attention. That's kind of like what you want to kind of assess with your own business. And when you're getting into groups is where, what, what, what's the reason this person's saying it doesn't work or why is this person saying an opposing viewpoint of what everybody else is saying? And, and then kind of relate that into the scenario of, you know, is there any evidence behind what they're, what they're saying versus these other people who are clearly giving you you know, real results or whatever, and real perspectives. And I think that's a huge, I think that's a huge part of deciphering what's the the right thing to do and what's kind of what's just a, a fringe thing that somebody else is having an issue with. Because you'll, for everything that works in Amazon, you'll have somebody says it doesn't work. I guarantee it. And you'll probably have a thousand people that say it don't work because they didn't do things the right way. They half-assed a lot of the information around how to actually do it the proper way might have jumped a bunch of steps and just said well that's the one thing i'm going to do but i'm not going to do any of this other stuff so just be prepared that when somebody says it doesn't work to question why didn't it work for you what part of the process did you think do you feel like didn't work and if they don't give you any real clear answers pretty much you can negate that experience because that person doesn't really actually know what the hell they're talking about most of the time yeah i would also say as well that um if you're working in small groups, like you were saying, in terms of, you know, that school scenario, a, a great thing is, is that when people start to get results and start to get big results, it pushes you forward as, a, as an entrepreneur as well, right? Because you're like, well, wow, they're, they're doing it. And I, I know what their problem was. And um, they're, they're taking action and they're moving forward. And it kind of up levels the whole group, I yeah. think, as, as you start to go through. When you're doing something on your own, it's you, it's your motivation, but we've all got intrinsic, not competitive natures, but we've all got intrinsic, oh, wow, you know, they're setting a benchmark, then if they're doing it, then maybe I should do it. And it's just that kind of like symbiotic kind of relationship yeah. where you see others having success, it motivates you and um, you get more done as well. So that's a, it's a great, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Perspective? No. Yeah. It's yeah. like an inspiration for you to be able to move it forward. Yeah, exactly. You know, when you're doing it all on your own, you've got nothing to benchmark it against. And yeah. so it doesn't matter where, what stage you're at either. You know, you could be just starting out 
but you see other people doing it. Awesome. You could have been in it for years and thought everything doesn't work anymore. And then someone new comes in and makes it work. And you're like, oh, well, maybe it does work. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what stage you are in your business. Everyone can learn from everybody. Yeah. And, and I think that's a pretty important thing because a lot of people will say, oh, Amazon doesn't work. It's like, well, every single year, every single month, every single week, we see somebody making it work. It's like, maybe it didn't work for you for whatever reasons that you were doing it, but then that, that scenario probably is still true. Like it probably still doesn't work the way you were trying to do it. But if we just said, Hey, there was one process that worked on Amazon and it should work forever. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't work anymore. And Amazon doesn't work anymore. That would be the wrong thing to say, right? Cause Amazon, the things we have to do to be successful on Amazon have changed over time drastically in a lot of yeah. ways. So you need to evolve with it. And if you don't want to evolve, you'll be left behind. Just like, yeah. just like the dinosaurs that got hit by a meteor, right? You know, the crocodiles are still here. They, they survived those ages because uh, they knew how to survive. Cockroaches, I think, are, are prehistoric as well, something like that. There's lots of animals that, that survived it, but big-ass dinosaurs couldn't because they were like, well, we've got nothing to eat anymore, so we're going to die now. <laughs> if, you, you if, if anybody really understands that tangent, then let us know. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be somebody that's like, uh, you know, an archaeologist, like, I totally get it. <laughs> I want to sell on Amazon now. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, anyway, so kind of build on this onto the help of the group. You need to qualify the group on one very important factor. Can you share everything about your business with the group in a safe way that allows you to get questions answered about your exact situation? This is something almost nobody does. Almost nobody gets this done because they're afraid to share everything. And I'll tell you right now, if you don't share anything, you will struggle to scale and grow and do things and take action. Because hypothetical scenarios are about as helpful as you just taking your best guess. So essentially, it's like you could just flip a coin. Hypothetical scenarios don't really matter at all. You need to have specific details of the problem that you can share with a group. And if you can't share your actual business to the group, that's not going to be that beneficial for you. All you're then doing is sharing concepts. And essentially, those concepts might not be applicable to you at that time. If you don't feel comfortable sharing your details, then you're going to struggle to grow in your business and, and especially yourself, right? Your personal development, you can't, you can't grow if you don't share. That's literally the concepts of like all psychology and like all, you know, everything that's based around, you know, growing in general, personal development, everything is you have to share to grow and it's no different in business. So let me give you another scenario. And this is a hypothetical scenario. So don't take my last thing and say, oh, you're giving me a hypothetical scenario. So maybe I won't, I won't take your word for it. I'm just going to give you an example of what you can think about. And just think about you actually opening a restaurant. Okay. So you've opened an Amazon business, but let's say it was a restaurant. Would you go around and keep it a secret? So, hey, you know, you open a new Italian restaurant on the corner of two busy streets in town. I, I don't want to tell anybody. Like, I don't want to share about anything about my business. I don't want to talk about what's on the menu. I don't want to talk about any of the staff. I don't want to talk about, you know, how proud you are of actually doing something that you've, you've built your entire dream and your, your lifelong thing that you want to do is, is coming to fruition. Keep it a secret instead, right? That's literally what most people do about their Amazon business. They don't tell anybody <laughs> anything about it, right? It makes no sense. So if you were in this scenario where you actually opened the restaurant, you'd be pretty excited, right? So would you maybe reach out to other local businesses and try to form a bond to help each other be successful? They literally have those. Would you go to restaurateur conventions and take training to help you get better? They literally have those, right? So like people do this in the real world and people should be doing this on Amazon. So don't think like this is some unique concept to Amazon that, oh, just because it's online, you need more help. 
No, there's literally the exact same scenario for every single business model on planet earth. And if you are actually truly wanting to be successful, you would tap into each of those little elements for each, whatever, you know, company or, or, you know, niche or interest or business model you were in. Right. So if you had a restaurant, you would absolutely be proud about it. You'd be sharing the menu. You'd be talking about it. You'd be posting on social media. Here's my new thing. Here's my, you know, my menu. Here's my meatballs. It's the special grandma meatball that we've made for the last 200 years in our family. You'd be telling people. So that's how you should be thinking about your Amazon business. If you think that you need to keep it a secret, well then go find people you can confide in. But at the same time, don't keep it a secret to yourself. You still have to share in order to grow. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? You just reminded me there of like a Gordon Ramsay thing or something, you know, imagine Gordon Ramsay coming into the restaurant, it's failing. And they're like, well, I'm not going to show you my menu. I'm not going to let you taste the food. Although some people do do that actually, right? I'm not going to show you the fridge because they know like there's some demons in there, but yeah, it's, it's, it's the same thing. And I think for some reason, I mean, we've, I suppose when this, this kind of like industry sprung up in terms of how to sell on Amazon and courses and stuff like that, it was, we were always told not to share anything because someone's going to steal your stuff. And I think that's where this kind of thing comes from, right? It's, Mm -hmm. it's like, I better not show anyone because um, a bit like that scenario we're talking about in the class, right? I'm not, you know, I'm going to, my answers are my answers and I'm not going to show anyone because they might get better than me. But the thing is, no one is you, right? How many people read the Bible? That's why there's so many religions based on Christianity that have kind of, because I mean, technically people, I think it was based on Judaism because that's where Christ came from anyway, but yeah, I get well, your point. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. So people are reading something or whatever. They're, they're taking some kind of story, interpreting it in a certain way and go, I don't like that bit, but I like that bit. So I will create this. And so it's as humans, that's what we tend to do. And I think, you know, you are your business you're going in your direction. And that's why I, that's the key thing that we always keep coming back to. If you if you want a certain lifestyle, that's your lifestyle. If I want to build a billion dollar business, that's my lifestyle. Just because we're in the same niche doesn't mean to say that we can't share things together. Like I had a, a competitor that I met actually at a conference and we were just sat next to each other and we just realized that we, we both kept stealing the bestseller badge from each other. And we just had a laugh about it. And then we used to share everything. Hey, I'm going to launch this. Yeah, you know, guess what? We're going to be launching the same products. And so we would kind of work out and give each other breathing space about when we were going to launch and we would help each other out. When we had patent issues, we'd help each other out, that type of thing. So it doesn't mean to say that you can't do that. In fact, you're better off doing that because you're working with them, not against them. And you both can have a piece of the pie. So always, you know, think about those things. And when you come into a group and in a group that you want to be in, and we know this through our groups, you have to share to be able to get the best results, like you said. Yeah, so I, I would say another thing is, you know, as private label sellers, you essentially are taking something that's not yours. It's a product idea that you didn't come up with. And then you're doing it again on Amazon in a slightly different way based on techniques that you didn't come up with. So essentially the fact that you feel like you're not able to share when you've already taken all the stuff that people shared with you to get you to where you are, it makes no sense. So like, just think about if you then return the the sharing, you'd be able to get even more specific advice about exactly how to grow this business further. Yeah. The more you open yourself up to that, the more you ask the questions, the more you're going to get results. It's, it's unless you do it again, experiential is always better than theoretical. So you have to just open yourself up to doing it, but that's how we see people getting results time and time and time again.
Yeah. So I think it's becoming pretty obvious that there is more power in many than just you on your own, like mentally doing gymnastics and hoping that something's going to change, right? That we talked about in another episode. But saying that, and we've kind of touched on this a little bit, you know, you have to know your BSometer, right? Because not all relationships are helpful. Some relationships can actually be toxic and can be detrimental to your growth. Sometimes you have to go through those relationships to understand what that might be, right? But here's some kind of pointers to, to look out for. So Number one, if you're just paying for the ability to hear about what someone else is doing, but they don't give you any specific advice, then you know that's probably not going to be a great relationship or a great kind of um, partnership to be in, right? So they're just giving you hypothetical situations and not saying, hey, show me your metrics. Let's just have a look at quickly, you know, what's going on in your business and asking you the right questions, right? And so you get a sense of that. It's a bit like having that interview, like I said earlier. If they're not asking you the right questions, you kind of know that they're probably not the right person for you. Also, paying to be around other people that won't give you the time of day at the event that you paid to attend. How many people have done that where you've gone to like a workshop or something or a conference, you've paid, you've gone up to the people that are like running the thing and they're like, yep, see you later, bye, right? Yeah. Legging it. So they should know that you have paid them to get their advice, right? And they they should be grateful for the fact that, 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 that you're there and taking that advice. That's why most people do coaching is because we actually want you to have a better business. So if you've ever felt that way, it's usually because they're not really there to give you the right advice, right? Yeah. So maybe just think about that as you go through yeah. some of these things as well. And I would say another kind of piece, similar, very similar to that is if like somebody works really hard to get you join into a company or whatever, like into a program or whatever, and then you pay and then they just stop talking to you and you never get any other advice from anybody else in the group and, and that company never responds to anything. That's pretty bad. Like that's definitely, if that happens, you probably want to run as far as you can. Yeah. We've had a lot of people actually come to us like that and say that that's what, that, that's what happens, which I don't know how people can sleep at night doing that kind yeah, of stuff. Honestly. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, I mean, you'll you'll know pretty much straight away that the the offer that they offered you doesn't match up to the to the service, right? Yeah. Also, if you're always giving the advice but you don't get anything back, right? You know, it's probably not a great relationship <laughs> to be in. Yeah. I remember being asked to be in this mastermind. Well, I didn't even know what a mastermind was, right? But when we first started out, and I used to go to this mastermind thing, going, "What? What am I doing here? Like, I don't even know why I'm here." Because people just talked. If people just talk and never do anything, and never come back with any data about what they've done, and they're just talking crap, basically just talking, and you're the one that's going, well, this is what I'm doing in my business, and I'm getting this result, and no one's actually doing anything, just don't be there. I was there for like six months on a weekly call, doing, I don't even know what I was doing. So <laughs> I was like, I woke up one day and just went, okay, I'm getting nothing out of this. So, you know, if you're if you're motoring on, you're taking action in your business, you want to be around people that are taking action and doing something and bringing that back to the table. And again, that comes right down to if you spend more time helping someone else than you do growing your business, it's probably not a great relationship. We've always been, we've been in these personal relationships, right? Where you're always giving advice to that friend and they're usually, you know, maybe there's always some drama going on in their life and you're the one that they call up and you always go for the coffee. Can you tell I've done this personal experience? And you're the one that's saying, well, you know, maybe you should leave him or maybe you should do this or maybe you should do that. And then six months later, they're in the same situation talking about the same stuff. It's not great 
to be in that situation. I know you want to be nice and you want to help people out, but at the end of the day, it's not helping you out in any way, shape or form. And it's actually just draining your energy. And so that goes for you as well. If you're, if you're entering into a business kind of mastermindy relationship or whatever, always think about what can you offer that person? It might not be that you've been in business as long as them, but I'm sure you've got some personal experience that you can help them out with and just always ask, you know, Hey, what can I do for you? Because you've given me all this help. And that's a great way to start building relationships right from the beginning as well. Yeah. And always look for a win-win situation. That's what uh, everybody wants to equate Amazon to a zero sum game. And if you know what a zero sum game is, it's basically one person wins and one person loses. So the sum of that is zero, right? So whatever they gain, the other person loses, that's zero. That's not how Amazon works. It's actually an everybody can win game if you all work together in the right way. And that's the way that we built up our coaching. And, and you know, that's the way that we uh, establish our mindset for how to use Amazon to help everybody grow to the point where, you know, everybody that we talk to can potentially win. It's not a steal from everybody and then, you know, they lose and you win. It's not like that. I mean, t- essentially, yeah, some of the top sellers who might be in a niche at some point might lose some sales to you as you start to rise up the ranks, but they're probably still going to get sales. And if they know how to adapt, they're probably going to continue to be successful. And then essentially you have two successful people instead of one person just hogging all the stuff, right? Um, the idea here is that there is so much money on Amazon that yes, there is enough for quite a few people to go around. And, and I, when I say quite a few, I mean, millions of actual Amazon sellers can still make it work for them. So yeah. I mean, just think about that. And, and, and if you have a win-win situation instead of a win-lose situation, that's when you're going to be in a great relationship. And that's when you know you're around the right network. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting you say that because Amazon is not only, you know, is growing, but it's growing exponentially in terms of bringing new customers into the platform. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's one thing you have to think about. Yeah, there's a lot more sellers out there, but there's a lot more customers that are coming in every year. And in terms of online shopping generally, that's growing exponentially as well. And Amazon is at the forefront of that. And so there's no way, shape shape or form in the world that every consumer right now is buying from Amazon, but they will start to buy more and more and more in the future. And that's how exponentially the business can grow, why we can all hang out together and all sell, sell similar things, but just position it differently to different customers. And that's how we're all able to help each other as well, right? Yeah, exactly. So. It's, it's always, it's a growing market. It's not a finite pie, right? We're all like, you know, diving in for the, for the last bit of apple pie kind of thing. Yeah. And I think it's, it's probably okay to point out the fact that at some point you've probably heard the, the term, your network is your net worth. Now there's some, the, the implication there is that you should find a bunch of rich people. So that way you can hang out with them and somehow that's going to make you rich as well. That doesn't necessarily happen what you should understand is that your network that you provide a win-win situation for between you and them, that will determine your net worth. And the more you have a win-win situation, the doesn't matter how rich they are, you will all start to elevate everything that you do in life and in business, and you'll be successful a lot faster in that win-win situation. So think about instead of network is your net worth, think about your win-win network is your net worth because that's really where it's going to be, you know, the, the, the thing that's going to push you forward. Osmosis doesn't work in business. You can't just be around people and be more successful. Maybe if you're like a celebrity, I guess, and like you've found a way to be attached to like, I don't know, I don't even, Kim Kardashian and became her friend. Yeah, sure. Then maybe by osmosis, you're going to be on her TV show and then that's going to make you famous. Maybe, 
but that's a pretty slim scenario that you're going to be in, right? You're not going to just gonna be like, hey, because this person's so famous, I'm going to be also famous and then I'm going to somehow find endorsement deals and that stuff. That is one-off scenarios. Like really for the most of us, it, life doesn't work out that way. We're not just going to get money just by hanging out with other people that have money. We actually need to have a win-win situation where they give us ideas, we give them ideas and it's back and forth. So that's kind of how you should be thinking about things. All right, so just to recap, today we basically talked about the power of multiple minds working together, how you can leverage you know, many, many minds to solve problems. We also talked about crowdsourcing your business problems. So essentially ask, share everything about your business, and then you'll actually get the solutions that you, you, you can glean from that, that advice. And then we also talked about the difference between hypothetical help, which is basically just a guess towards what you're trying to do, and getting specific solutions to your actual business, right? The difference there is that one is helpful and the other one is not. So specific solutions, very helpful. Hypothetical, not so much. And then basically, we also talked about when to know if you're in a toxic relationship and also, you know, build towards a win-win situation so that way you can have a good business network, right? So guys, remember, now that you're armed with this information, it's your job to implement it into your business and grow your business through action. Also, to get some free training on what it takes to have a successful business to fuel your lifestyle, head to GoTeamReal.com to download our free training today. And we'll see you next week for the next Sprinter Profit episode. And as always, we wish you the best for you and your business. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to GoTeamReal.com for some absolutely free training.